0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.
1: Now, as you heard mention of in the news headlines from Eamon, uh, there uh, these anti-immigration or anti-immigrant, rather, uh, protests uh, spreading around the country. So quite a significant protest in Mullingar overnight, protests in different parts of Dublin, in Dublin City Centre and in Finglas as well. Uh, trade unionist Brendan Ogle is with me in studio to talk about this phenomenon if we'll describe it that way uh, Brandon and it's good to see you um, so there's kind of two narratives that you hear a little bit one is that this is something we should be really worried about that there's now a coalescing and an organisation that we haven't seen before with the far right the other is that uh, and and this is just what some people prefer and they say it doesn't take many people to make an awful lot of noise and let's not kind of engage in hyperbole here where, where on
2: that spectrum do you fall do your views fall Closer to the first one than the second one. Uh, it, is, it is the case that electorally, and much of our public discourse in this country tends to be focused around the electoral cycle and opinion polls and all that. It is the case that electorally, the far right have not made any gains. Mm. Um, it's also the case uh, in, in Britain. Uh, the, in the far right were at their worst for 30 years. They made no electoral gains. But what they do is they pull the political conversation and the political agenda to the right. Uh, and, and, and when it goes wrong, it really goes wrong. Does anybody remember President Trump? So um, we have no room for complacency. And I've been saying that in this in other studios for about five years now. Um, so, but so it's getting worse and it's getting worse by the week. So it's not the case that we need to fear the National Party
1: or Taoiseach Justin Barrett or something like that. It's rather that the tail begins to wag the dog. They don't even want
2: power. They don't want power. They, they power, want, they want the
1: mainstream, com- se- so-called
2: centrist parties to be talking about immigration. With power, with power comes responsibility. Um, and, and really, what they trade in is not responsibility. What they trade in is hate. Um, and unfortunately, we have a situation. They're, they're, they've been knocking around issues in this country for years. For, I remember four or five years ago, uh, they really influenced. In fact, they largely funded... The anti-repeal campaign Mm. uh, was funded from the United States, flew in people, put them up in Parnell Square, bought up social media accounts and and lots and lots of money. Um, And since then, they've been looking around for issues, COVID, anti-masking, anti-lockdown, targeting hospitals. And unfortunately, with the war in Ukraine, two things have come together. The first thing is we've a massive influx of people fleeing war and fleeing terror. Globally, 100 million. 70,000 in Ireland in the last 12 months, 50,000 odds from Ukraine. Massive thing to deal with. And while we're trying to deal with that, and I heard your headlines, um, we have a housing emergency, which is unjustifiable. Mm. And people are rightly angry. There is no need in Ireland in 2023 to have a housing emergency. There is no need for a minister not building houses and going on about protests. So what they've done is, they've latched on to an issue that people are absolutely right to be angry about. Mm. But they're turning the attention, they're turning that anger, kicking, as I say, kicking down at other poor people instead of pushing up to get houses built, get a health system fixed and get the social ills we suffer from changed. So that's how fascism works. That's how the far right works. It turns justified anger of people and we are entitled Mm. to be angry about Dara O'Brien not building bloody houses. I'm angry about it. We're entitled to be angry. But they turn that justified anger on Ukrainians, on Afghans fleeing the Taliban, on Syrians fleeing Al-Assad. And unfortunately, they've hit on an issue at this moment in time Mm. that has connected with... Now look, not as many people. There's a travelling circus of them. There's maybe 20 odds. uh, Provocateurs going around with furry microphones, talking absolute nonsense, uh, travelling around, grifting, using their phones to earn money for themselves.
1: do, do Do they know know what they're doing? Are they part of this conspiracy, as you might describe it, or are they just useful
2: idiots who well, happen to be racist? There are people involved who aren't idiots. Let's be clear about this. And I don't want to be giving them a platform here. We have people involved who, uh, who, who worked in Nigel Farage's office in the European Union for a number of years. I don't... I, 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 I abhor everything the guy stands for. He's not an idiot. Um, there are other people involved. It's connected to the European far right. We have surveys on this. There's been, This is watched. There are groups who watch this, who study this. It's connected to Italy. We've got a, a, an almost far right government in Italy at the moment. We, we could, we, we're been a step away from a far right government in France a few times. Look what look what Brexit has done to Britain. Look, look how that, that has led to nationalism. So, and, and th- different people come together. They're linked, for, they call themselves patriots, mm. but they're linked in to the British far right. They're linked in to, to, to loyalist thugs uh, up north coming down, attending these protests. There's a reason why they're all masked, by the way. So there are people and there are money behind this, but few in number and ordinary, decent people getting sucked in. And that's how fascism works. And, and what's their
1: vision then for politics in this country? If it isn't to be empowered themselves, it's what, it's that the whole political system lurches more to the right, that we end up with much harder borders, we end up out of Europe their, as their, it currently their, constitutes. Their,
2: their, 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 their agenda is hate. They hate different colour, different culture, different language, different nationality. It's amazing they manage to coalesce internationally themselves at all, but they do. So that's their agenda. Their agenda is to promote hate. Their effect... Their effect is to misdirect justifiable anger on issues such as housing onto people who don't deserve that anger, Ukrainians fleeing war. But their other effect, and this was the effect in Germany in the 1930s, their other effect is to protect the people who are really causing the problems. Oxfam published a report a couple of weeks ago. Two people in this country own as much wealth as the bottom 50%. The protests aren't directed at those two people. The protests aren't directed at the tax scammers. The protests aren't directed at the people sitting on land banks, not building public housing. The protests are, are, are pointed at black people, at people from other countries, at people from other, other races and other religions. It's about hate.
1: And how then do you speak to those people who are protesting because they are angry about all of the things that they should be angry about, as you describe it. They're justifiably angry about housing. They're justifiably angry about health. They're justifiably angry about poverty. Whatever it happens to be, they're justifiably angry over. And their uh, anger and their frustration and maybe their marginalisation has been co-opted by these malign actors on the right. How do you... And I made this a question I'm asking to the media, and i don't want to get kind of accused of navel gazing too much here. But how do you speak to those people and address those issues without being accused of kind of platforming these fringe elements? Well, because kind of when as, as when temperatures get heated, suddenly nuance—it's very hard to find the kind of the nuance in the middle.
2: Well, it, it, it is. Um, first of all, what's, what's lacking here in, in in working class people who are being sucked in, who are genuinely angry and sucked in? What's lacking? is is what I call, might sound like a dinosaur here, but what's lacking here is a class analysis. What's lacking here is an awareness among the working class, and it's mostly happening among the working class, and I'm working class. What's happening, what's what's lacking here is an awareness among certain segments of the working class as to why we are suffering why we aren't getting houses, why we aren't getting the public services that our taxes pay for and why other people are getting away with, 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 with not all that stuff, right? Mm. So that's lacking. So the solution, the solution then is to have conversations like this, to go into the communities, to deal with people at a local level, to, 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 to smallly educate, to, to bring awareness, to bring discussion. Um, and that is happening. You know, people are doing that in political parties. What's also necessary, and I am going to challenge the media, Kieran, not you per se, but I am going to challenge the media. I was having cups of coffee in this town with journalists. I won't name them. Some of them might be listening. They'll know who they are. I was having conversations with journalists in this town, coffees a couple of years ago, mm. when the, the Gemma O'Doherty stuff was running amok, right? And, and um, I made a complaint to the police about that and I was discussing with some journalists. And there was a clear narrative then. Don't platform it. Don't give it attention. It'll yeah. go away. It doesn't go away they wait until the right issue comes along. Repeal wasn't the right issue. Covid wasn't quite the right issue. Masks wasn't the right issue. Is, but now, with the with the international emergency of 100 million displaced people, they've hit on an issue.
1: Declan Power is with us as well, the security analyst. Uh, and Declan, like it strikes me, of course, everybody has a right to protest and protest is meant to be disruptive. I've never understood these people who suggest people kind of protest in a nice safe box and not put people out. Uh, at the same time, there. The are is, I assume, additional security concerns where those protesters are gathering outside Garda stations, for example, screaming at torching people out of their homes.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, for a start, I think um, Brendan has uh, made some very, very valid points. There, there, I don't think there's a thing he said there that I wouldn't agree with, uh, especially his points about the uh, the, the manifestation and mobilisation of hate uh, and misdirected Uh, Grievances. And coming back to that point of misdirected grievances, you see, you know, ideologues, especially on the far right, I would say ideologues on the far, uh, far reaches of anything, tend to use emotionally led communication, emotionally led approaches to get people riled up. And a lot of the people, a lot of the foot soldiers in these protests are not thinking about the uh, the high end, if I could even use that term, politics of this. They're thinking about the things that affect them in their day-to-day lives. And they've been told by some spurious ideologue that the reason for this is because of, you know, delete and insert your necessary scapegoat. And in this case, it happens to be the refugees. Not unlike, unfortunately, the way fascism rose in Europe in the interwar period in the 30s, looking for scapegoats. So in terms of, come back to your point about the, uh, how do you protest civilly, if you like, a good start would be if people stop and think, OK, I have a, a, a sense of a legitimate grievance, but is the best way to air that, to go out and engage in something that is intimidating, to people who are in a a, a broken and perhaps a fragile state, as an awful lot of these refugees are. Even, even I would submit, those uh, much vaunted young men of military age that constantly get uh, put in the firing line for this. And the question then should be, do you really want to engage in something that is intimidating people who are in a fairly defenceless position in order to get your point of view across? Is there a better way for you to air your grievances? And the second thing I would say to people is, start equipping yourself with facts and not let ideologues do your thinking for you, and not let yourself be sucked into being a foot soldier in somebody else's rather diabolical political crusade. That's for people themselves. The the other side of this is, from a security perspective, uh, uh, that we need to remember that this is not a necessarily a primary role for Angar the Shiakana. They have a role in monitoring and intelligence gathering and indeed protecting and enforcing the law. But I would say the primary role has to be government led here. It starts at the top with a clear, comprehensible narrative that the government need to get out in front of this and communicate better. Uh, for example, Colin Barracks from my own hometown of Mullingar that's been used now, the surprise for me is that Colin Barracks wasn't used already. It's an ideal uh, a yeah. created location for emergency. And I, I, I emphasize the term emergency provision in a refugee crisis. And this should have been communicated. Public opinion should have been uh, addressed on this area. And then the government should be using smaller, Community engagement teams, for want of a better term, to engage with the community at local uh, representative level and local community mm. activist level. And if you if they don't do that, what they're doing is they're leaving a vacuum, and these ideologues are filling it. And from a security perspective, that's yeah. what needs to be focused
1: on. Okay, listen, uh, Declan, appreciate your time, Declan Power, the security analyst, and Brendan Ogle senior officer for Unite Trade Union. I wish we had more time. We'll have to continue the conversation, uh, Brendan, very very soon.
0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Codahy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.